I went from a really short, young, chubby kid to a, a lean, you know, guy of normal height, right? Well, without trying. Without trying. Okay. But in my head, I was always fat. And I think that's a warning for people. I think it's important to get in. I'd, I'd like to start with the diet one, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. That's always fine. They're all good, but the diet's uh, important. And so let's be clear that when we talk about diet... We're not talking about um, diet, like a fad diet or starving yourself. Or I did one once. It was uh, lettuce and mustard. <laughs> What's uh, it called? Lettuce and mustard. Oh, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, when I think about the things, I, I was young. Sure, yeah. I was in my teens. But, you know, I think about the things I did to get lean, which were just devastating for the body. So we're not talking about those my mom's done like... But it's good to make that distinction, though. Let's yeah. talk about... Let's list diets. My mom, by the way, my mom's done like a cabbage and uh, cabbage and uh, cabbage soup diet. I've done that. It's terrible. so good. It's terrible for you. Okay, anyways. <laughs> we're not promoting that. We are... I, I have to say, we're not promoting... So let's first start diets. off with a distinction. A diet... Let's call it diet and let's call nutrition... A nutrition plan. Like, well, so we're calling it uh, eating lifestyle, right? Rather, yeah. Rather than... Well, that's the problem. It, it truly, technically, is a diet, but diet has gotten a bad name. You know, diets and fads and all that stuff, they, they kind of got this name now. So diet has got this negative connotation to it. So now. let's not swim upstream. Let's call diet. Let's. I like to swim upstream. I know, man. But you're a good swimmer. I'm not. So <laughs> let, let's make that distinction. Let's say diets are things that you're going to, uh, are meal plans for a temporary um, solution. Yes. Let's say you're getting ready to go not to the beach. Not necessarily a good solution. No, not necessarily, but, you know. Um, not necessarily a good result. So um, do you want to list some of the diets that you've tried? Oh, sure. Or do you want to, and then, then we can go so into... So most of the diets lifestyle. I've tried have really screwed with my metabolism. So, you know, these fad diets really, because the body... Okay, how you know, and again, we're, uh, we're not experts. We are sort of, this is very layman, you know, discussion. But the body relies on a certain number of calories to maintain a metabolism that you know, there's this balance, right? And I am, and I don't know, you could disagree with me or agree with me. I don't believe in the calories in, calories out method. I believe that what the calories are matter as much as the amount of calories. So yes, I, if my body naturally wants 2000 calories a day to, you know, to maintain a certain level, that's important. But the cal, the type of calories I put in matter. It's not just calories in, calories out, right? That's going to be an on, sorry, I need to, that'll be an ongoing debate amongst experts the whole thermodynamics are we going to debate it now oh we're not, we're not experts i said among experts <laughs> we're just dumb dumbs but but no but seriously there have been diets where um people have done 2000 calories of twinkies yes right and lost weight yes you will but you'll also screw up your uh your production your insulin production your insulin sensitivity i'm not saying it won't work in a short term but long term, it's going to have a negative okay, effect. Good. Then I, I, I so if I went all it. like if I had needed two thousand calories a day and all I ate was sugar, two thousand calories of sugar a day, I would probably end, well, I'd end up with diabetes. Probably, I would certainly get insulin uh, insulin resistance, insulin resistance, and I would um, and I'd be sickly. Like it just was not good for your body. Right? I agree. I, I just I just threw that. I just wanted to set you up yeah. with that. I, I totally agree that yeah. that the, the source of the calories ultimately do uh, matter. As long as you're not setting me up to take me out. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a oh. red dot on your forehead. Again. <laughs> so, 
diet. Okay, we'll refer to diet then as these fad things. Yeah, short of short term, because most people think of it that way. And you could do diets for like a, if you're doing a, a show, right? So my wife did a, a fitness show. Uh, uh, was it a bikini? Uh, something like that. Yeah. You know, she looked great. A physique show, right? But she did a diet to get to that extreme leanness, right? Not good for her. No. She knows that. She wouldn't want to do it again, you know, but it, it achieved a very uh, acute goal, which is to get really low body fat and then look good on stage, you know, with the tanning and all that stuff. And that, uh, so it served a purpose, but again, not good for, not good for her. She came out of that. Now she came out of it pretty good because my wife is fairly lean on a regular basis. She has gained weight here and there, but, um, but some people come out of those, those diets and they just balloon up like it's so extreme the diet and you know it could last months to get to that leanness you know that and then afterwards they just go nuts and can you explain that rebound no no it's i think it's psychological it's like you know you starve yourself basically of anything enjoyable for for months and then you just binge and it's like they wait look so my wife had you know a cake waiting for her uh, uh, what was that uh, the fruit uh, bouquet and all that stuff you know Prearranged for the night after, you know, that she could go nuts on that stuff. And she did, but she didn't continue on. But I've seen people, and we talked to Jordan uh, a couple of weeks ago and, you know, in one of our podcasts, and he had said, you know, he had, he had done one of those shows and his rebound lasted six months. Oh. And he had put on, and I, I remember saying to him, because, you know, I, I look up to Jordan as, a, as an athlete, and I said, oh, you know, you probably should stop. Like, you know, your rebound's gone along because you put on weight. Like, you actually had. You know, Burns a pretty lean dude. I'm like, oh wow. And it was I guess it was bothering me because I I aspire to be like him, you know. So so that's a a diet, you know, preparing for a a show and then or a wedding or or a a wedding. Yeah, fit into a wedding dress. Another bad idea. Yeah. You know. Did you diet to get into your wedding dress? I I would dieted to get into what kind did you use? What 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 diet did you use? I didn't diet. I was on keto, so yeah. So keto and carnivore and uh you know, even vegan. These could be uh, lifestyle diets, you know, where you just live it out. But, you know, so going back, what have I tried? I don't know. I've tried, uh, I, well, the lettuce and mustard probably was the most extreme. You're not joking. No. <laughs> no, man. I'm like, and I was lean at the time. I was only oh, a teenager. So- I was ripped. But I mean, psychologically, I had an issue. You know, I could pinch like a, a little piece of skin and say, oh, I got to lose fat, you know, and that's another thing, right? Obsession over leanness, right? The leanness that you see in in models and in uh, fitness shows, these are not, for the most part, for 95% of the population are not maintainable. No, no. Not healthily maintainable. They're, you know, they look great, but they're not. You know, when you see a picture of someone who just came out of a fitness show, then they'll do like a a photo shoot. So they look unbelievable, but they don't look like that a month later, you know, and it's not healthy to try and maintain that. No, and I think the goal should be, I think part of this discussion should be working, finding a meal plan or um, whatever foods that you can sustain on a regular basis and and, and stay lean, Um, get lean and stay lean. It just takes a little longer. Yeah. My mic uh, messed up? No, mine wasn't. Um, So that's, uh, you know, these fad diets and, um, or you know, goal diets to make a show or to, you know, fit in a wedding dress or, you know, I'm going down south. I think we've kind of grown and learned from, I don't know if you've done crazy diets. Yeah, not mustard and... uh, You should try it. It's really, it's really, I love it really has zero nutrients. Absolute (laughs) zero. 
I don't know if a mustard seed has any. It may have a little bit of nutrients, but lettuce has. I don't know. Yeah, maybe the nitric oxide from lettuce. But, um, yeah, I've tried stuff, but not, not not so hardcore. But yeah, I prefer that consistent root. I, I just so I grew up with a um, thinking. You know, I was a chubby when I was about thirteen. I don't know that. Oh, yeah, I have pictures. I should show you. Yeah. And so I was a little chubby boy, you know, and uh, people teased me. So I grew up with this real image of of being fat. And even in my when I got into my teens, I just stretched out and I leaned out. I was actually pretty ripped, you know. And I, I remember when in my uh, early 30s, I was playing soccer. And I, I think I measured at 7% body Whoa, fat without sick, trying, man. you know. So that was not a diet. That no, was that wasn't a diet. That so was just... What would that be from? Well, I... I what kind so of eating? I had a lean... So, I, so I've always had a lean stature after I grew. Because okay. I was short at 13. And then I sort of... I just blew up at 14 and 15 and 16 blew up. I'm five nine. It's not like I blew up to six feet, but I went from a really short, young, chubby kid to a, a lean, you know, guy of normal height, right? Oh, without trying. Without trying. Okay. But in my head, I was always fat. And I think that's a warning for people too, you know, like this obsession about being too lean. And I still struggle with that, by the way. That's a, that's a psychological thing that haunts me still to this day is that I mean, I'm the, never quite lean enough. The vascularity and still that. Yeah. yeah. There's psychologists I can in the pin, house? Look, I can pinch a little bit on my gut. I'm like, oh. Back to the mustard. I, I, <laughs> but, Patrick, but, can we get some mustard, please? Mustard and lettuce, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to hold the lettuce. You're going to retain water from that. You, you just, need just to the mustard. Just mustard. Yeah. Please. Turn your yellow. Um, so, you know, that's something that can drive people too, right? The obsession of being. Yeah. And it's real. But the beauty of a lifestyle diet is that you can actually attain some really good uh, physicality can be really healthy for you if you do it right and uh and enjoyable you know there's no question that um even a lifestyle diet requires giving up something you know it's yeah it's it's a change from what we're used to you can't just like so what are the things that, that i think we both agree that we would cut out sugar yeah absolutely number one i think number one on the list is sugar right processed sugar i Pro wouldn't say food is that though, but no but processed sugar, sugar. Uh, uh, sorry, what do you call that? Like an added sugar. Right. Refined, be, refined carbohydrates. Yes. Why don't we categorize and list those refined carbohydrates? Okay. So, you know, they could, it could be sugar itself, or it could be fructose, or it could be uh, uh, high, high fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup, which is the worst of the worst. Or any of those things, which is added to probably 80% of our foods. Read those labels. Uh, you read the labels, read the labels, read the labels. And they, and they, it's interesting, you know, because they have to list ingredients in order of quantity, right? And so what they'll do is they'll split it into three different kinds of sugars. So it doesn't sit at the top of the list. It sits somewhere down lower. They all sit lower in the list. But if you added them up, it's probably like the number one absolutely. ingredient. Yeah. Absolutely. Well said. And, and that's if they're being honest. If they're being honest. Yeah. It's a scam, right? Yeah. But so sugar, number one. Sugar, number one. Sugar, number one. Sugar for a thousand reasons, you know? If, the, if nothing else, it's uh, how it affects our, uh, our, our metabolism, how it affects our insulin production, how it affects our general health. You know, sugar is, is, is food for sickness, right? Absolutely. And they say it's an environment for cancer to thrive. Cancer, all illnesses. It weakens our immune system. It does everything. Like, there's nothing good about it. Agreed. Okay. So what's the next one? I would say vegetable oils. Oh, vegetable oils. Okay. Vegetable oils. So... Back in, you know, I, I've been through many decades and back in probably the 80s, there, you know, there was this anti-fat thing, like fat is bad for you, right? We so, need to talk about that, yeah. Yeah, so what did they come up with? <clears throat> they came up with uh, margarine. Margarine. And what, tell everyone what margarine is. It's 
toxic. <laughs> I think it's like made from petroleum and, and, and vegetable, vegetable oil. oil. Like it's the worst thing. And so I was like on this binge of, of margarine. I'm like, oh yeah, margarine light. It's got to be good for you. That's bad for you. This and it stuff, has a government friggin' um, uh, approved heart health symbol on yeah, it. Yeah, by the way, don't listen to the government. They're idiots. So uh, that's my official political position. <laughs> oh, politics is good. <laughs> He's running for prime minister. This. Not I mean, this one. Next time. Next one. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I went on this binge of margarine. I thought margarine, yeah, well, there you go. It's, you know. The, government, the government's promoting it. The How government told me to yeah. eat margarine. I should sue them. Uh, the worst thing for you, margarine. So, uh, yeah, so vegetable oils and, and just all Industrial that. oils that yeah. um, they're just rancid from the get-go. You know what really annoys me? Let's say you go and you go, you know, most of the commercial foods now, if it's not organic, whatever, you go to the thing and it says, oh, um, uh, uh, mayonnaise made with avocado oil. Look at the ingredients. You should always look at the ingredients. Avocado oil, vegetable oil, or some other crappy oil. So they, it has some avocado oil, but it's not avocado oil. Yeah. The avocado oil one is expensive, which I buy. It's pure avocado oil, no other oils. And so they just, they take the good, and then they mix a whole bunch of bad in, but they can say made with, oh, made right with. Right the front label. Not 100%, made with avocado oil. Right. It could be 1% avocado oil. Yeah. And it's yeah. on the front. And there's no, um, the labeling laws here are loose. Um, the larger companies aren't scrutinized. You, you're unlikely to get uh, Health Canada inspecting Kraft or Nestle or some of these guys. They'll come in, um, but I, and they'll check. I, I think I believe that they'll check um, uh, uh, standard uh, operating procedures, yeah. manufacturing procedures, and this kind of thing. But the labeling, um, I don't know. And even if you could assume the labeling's good, yeah. If you really read the labels, it's. Garbage. Most food is garbage. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like even if they're not being honest, they're they're being honest enough to show that they're making a lot of garbage. Yeah. Like the idea of splitting sugars into three different things so that you can make it lower on the list, right? That's just a dishonest practice in my mind. So so um unhealthy oils. And then but I would say above that, in my opinion, is processed food. Now, I do eat processed food because I like bacon. Bacon is a processed food. But processed foods have a lot of chemicals in them and unhealthy things, and they're hard for the body to digest and process, right? Okay, so sugar, unhealthy oils, processed food. If you just got rid of those three things, I think you'd be like... It's a good start. It's you'd a be really 90% start, better. Yeah. But here's, here's my thing. I don't... People ask me because they say, oh, you're in great shape for your age and you know, what do you do? And most people ask, but they really don't want to know the answer because when you give them the answer, like, oh, and then they walk away and go do the, <laughs> the thing they have always done, right? But I always, always say this. I'm not going to tell you to give up a bunch of stuff. Just give up one thing. One thing. Start with one thing because this is, this is the uh, process of creating a lifestyle diet exactly. Something's as opposed to a diet diet. It's like you give up one thing and that's the one thing you've given up now. And in two, three months, once you've learned that you don't need that thing anymore and you don't want it, now give up something else. Process of elimination, right? Give up something else. Okay, and you do that for two, three, four months. Then you give up something else. And before you know it, after a couple of years, you've given up five things that were really bad for you and you don't really miss them anymore because it's become part of your lifestyle, right? And so... And you know what the problem is with what you just said? That I'm, I'm brilliant. Um, Yes, that. <laughs> but also, 
it's, it's work. And I think when you look around and you look at the population, it takes work. It takes effort. Is it work though? Is it more that we have an emotional attachment to food? I think it's, I think it's both. I think there's an emotional attachment to food, but I think it's work. I think that people's lives are so busy that we've seemed to, um, that's true. Um, not prioritize, um, the effort into our niche, into our, our lifestyle. Our okay. Yeah. Lifestyle. Perfect. Exactly. Actually, I'll give you an example. When I shop, no matter where I go, I always look at the label now. I, I never used to look at the label. Oh, it said keto. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. Nope. Let's have a look. Let's see what, what kind of keto this is because keto doesn't mean healthy. Keto just means low in, in net carbs. Right. And that's not always low in net carbs. The people even putting was, people on the, okay, even if it was. Even if it was, the ingredients isn't necessarily good for you. Right, exactly. Well, you could, put, you could put aspartame, which is toxic and a toxic chemical in food and call it keto because there's no sugar, but that doesn't mean it's good for you. But you see, that's a lot of work. That's a, diet a, soda is. is not good for you, but it's keto. And, but it's diet too. Like zero that's right, calories. it's diet. Sure. But it's toxic as hell. Yeah, yeah. I, did a, uh, I did a detox. So I used to drink... Diet ginger ale. It was one of my favorite drinks. This is many years ago. Many, many years ago. Canada Dry was a specific brand? Uh, I'm not going to advertise, but I don't know. Nice. I think I just got the cheapest one, maybe PC or something. Uh, but I would drink about a half a bottle of the big uh, bottles I, I did. Yeah. No calories. I thought this is great for me. One day I decided to do a cleanse. And the cleanse, you know, you got to eliminate all these things and you're just taking this, whatever it was, the greens and all that. The first three days, three, four days, I had this wicked fever. It was almost like I had a flu. I had like a fever, the shakes, my bones hurt. I was like, what the hell's going on? I thought this detox was supposed to be good. Well, I looked it up and uh, aspartame, it stores in the brain. This chemical Ooh. stores in the brain. It's carcinogenic. Oh, good to know. And it stores in the brain. And you actually detox from it when you stop taking it. So I was detoxing from all this Withdrawal. aspartame. Yeah. Of this toxic chemical that was sitting in my brain. So, you know, that shouldn't have been approved. What did I wear? Uh, and they replaced it with another one, by the way. Uh, either sucralose or aspa uh, no, aspartate, no. Uh, asulfame, potassium. As as yes. ASK, they gave it another it. name. Yeah. It's, it's 10 times worse. It's a different... It's, you know who owns that? Uh, Monsanto. Uh, oh, I don't want to say it because they could sue us. But oh, fucking, they could shoot us too. Right. Red dot on his forehead again. <laughs> um, uh, but... Um, that's a, it shouldn't that's be That's an approved. evil corporation. That's all I can say about yeah. that. Yeah. That's just my opinion. No, I mean, it's... I think it's the opinion of... Many well-informed people. Yeah. So uh, where were we? I, I kind of got off track. Uh, it's just because it's, foods. yeah, so I, I read all the labels now. You're right. It's work because I spend the time. And if I forget my glasses and my son's with me, I say, well, tell me what's in the, on the, read the <laughs> yeah. label for me, son. Yeah. You know, and uh, so it is work. It, it is takes work. Uh, time. It does. But boy, do you ever feel good after. No. Yeah, I, I guarantee anybody who likes sugary stuff or doesn't look at the labels and doesn't realize you're taking in a lot of sugar. If they stopped taking sugar, they would feel so much better, so much more energy. They'd lose weight. And the goal shouldn't be to lose weight. The goal sh should be to be healthier. Healthy. And, let, you know, maybe we should talk about that. You know, what is the goal? I don't think the goal of a diet, a lifestyle diet, should be to lose weight. I think the goal of a lifestyle diet should be to feel better, be better, be healthier. The net result will probably be loss of fat, increase in muscle, you know, general feeling of well-being but the goal should be just to eat healthier that should be that's my opinion yeah absolutely agree and and those things will follow suit it's yes. kind of like you look at a gymnast he's performing certain exercises for the sake of those exercises 
yet look at the form that's elicited from that function, yeah. right? And it's the same thing here with eating healthy. It will come. The, um, the body composition improvements will come. As you said, the energy will come. That sense of well-being is priceless if you can, you know, tap into that. Yeah. The problem is, again, it's, it's work, but it's so worth it. And I think, I think just people have to shift their priorities. I mean... The way society. Well, we have a uh, we have an epidemic of obesity. In it, Canada. Really it didn't used to be. It was in the states. That was obvious. I don't know if you've ever been to Disney World. Have you ever been? There? Yeah. It's it's obesity central. Like I've never seen so many obese, and I don't mean you know the 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 bizarre part to me now is people who are obese now seem to be normal, and people who are fat seem to be slimmer. And there's very few really, and they're either skin then there's skinny people, and then there's fit people. The fit people is just a small percentage. And we're kind of looked down upon because we have unrealistic expectations of everybody else. But I don't get really have any expectations of other people. So, you know, Disney World is the sort of epitome of obesity. But uh, Canada's become that too, which is sad. Can I jump in for a second yeah. back to the U.S. and obesity? <clears throat> so a, a, a good buddy of mine, uh, he's, he's Canadian. He's from here originally. We went to university together. But he's moved to the U.S. and he's been there for 20 plus years. A couple of years ago, he came up. To visit his family's still here and he came he came to see me and we went to the Rideau center he was i'm shell-shocked came from where he, he came from he's from north carolina okay north carolina and so and um we went to the Rideau center we're hanging out we went to we went to ottawa u together so we toured the campus again and then we went to the Rideau center and he was uh i had darted off to do something he was hanging out with my wife and she said for the whole time he was in shock why he said seen so many skinny people in my life oh is that right like for for like 10 or 15 minutes he was just like he was literally effed up over it yeah yeah because it's so bad there we the are states is so bad they're still way ahead of us in the obesity thing way um, ahead of us and we are get, getting there but and, and it's the sugars said, and it's the processed foods and it's it's you know not sleeping it's those other uh pillars that we're going to talk about as yeah. well so if we ever get around to them um, this is a good one, though. Food's important. So why don't we go towards the uh, the healthy lifestyle diet, we'll call it. The healthy lifestyle eating, right? So someone who's eating whatever they want, they eat chips and sugary things and, and comp, uh, simple car uh, carbohydrates and all this other stuff. If you want to make a change, change one thing. Work towards something better. And these, I think we could talk about some diets that we've tried. Sorry, lifestyle diets, not fad diets, you know, that we've tried. And when I say try, that may sound like it's a fad, but we try them just to see how sure. they affect our bodies, you right? You have to. Yeah. As sort of like we need to be our, uh, the guinea pigs so that we can talk about these things. Because your lifestyle diet might not be the same for me. I may not be able to handle legumes and, and beans and whatnot, and you may be able to. Bingo. There's no one size fits all. You find the thing that works for you best, and everybody's different. My wife tried keto. It didn't work for her. She's on carnivore. She loves it. You know? Wow. I, uh, I like them both, but I do well on both. So let's talk about what, what diet, what healthy lifestyle diets do we know of? Well, there's, you could be a vegan, but vegan doesn't mean healthy, by the way. No. I know a lot of vegans who eat garbage because potato chips are vegan and, uh, all these vegetable oils, all the vegetables vegan. are vegan and a lot of processed foods are vegan. So vegan doesn't mean healthy. You can be a healthy vegan, but you have to be very, I think being a healthy vegan is probably a lot the, more work, a lot more, the most work out of any lifestyle diet yeah. yeah i've done it yeah and you really oh you have eh? two years vegan yeah don't hold it against me no, that's okay maybe that's why you call me a liberal that's right Bastard. you're a liberal man yeah. only liberals anyone are vegan. who goes vegan must be liberal <laughs> that's right 
So, uh, so you could be a vegan. And then uh, if you go on the right side of the scale, which is- Are we going to get in trouble for this? I don't care. Who cares, yeah. That's right. You know, if you get to the right side of the scale, you're at, uh, you know, uh, keto, carnivore, and uh, what else would it be? Just the low carb. Low carb. Low carb. And healthy carbs, right? So maintaining healthy carbs. So what are healthy carbs? So why don't we talk? Why don't you, you're more of an expert. So let's talk about one of those. I think to to me, um, the less extreme, and I I think the more sustainable one is low carb. Because I feel that being on a keto diet for many, you're kind of walking on thin ice if you're doing it properly because it's easy to get out of ketosis. Yes. I think you'll get very similar benefits of being on a low-carb diet. And remember, the one doctor once told me, he said, life is to be enjoyed, not endured. And I think there's a balance to that. What, the point is, you know, you can't eat perfectly all the time. right? You, you, there have to be some foods that you truly enjoy, I think, um, for a diet to be sustainable. So a low-carb diet... I think you don't have to give up fruit. You don't have to give up good carbs like yams, um, even even non-GMO potatoes. And for many people, they thrive on rice, white rice, <coughs> more than anything. Um, so it, it's more encompassing. It's it's uh, it's more balanced. And if you time it properly, it, um, those carbohydrates in and around training, either before, during, and or after, um, there's no impact on. Uh, there's less impact on from a uh, insulin point of view. And so I don't disagree with you. That's sometimes people say that to me. That's their way of saying they don't agree with me, but they don't. I don't. That was underhanded. That's man. right. It's like a passive aggressive like, disagreement. Yeah. No, no, I don't disagree with you actually. But I'll go back to the uh, one size doesn't fit all, you know. And so I don't do well on carbs. I just don't do well. My my joints hurt. I, I have I hunger more more often. I'm I have less energy, you know. Even if the carbs are controlled. Even if the carbs, are, I don't do well on carbs. Okay, yeah. And so, uh, on, on like I can do well on the keto diet with like greens and stuff, but on the general carbs, even if they're healthy carbs, I don't do well. And so, you know, I, I think I shared this in a, a previous episode that uh, when I fought, you know, my trainer wanted me to go back onto carbs. I was on keto and he said, I want you to go back on carbs. And so I went back on carbs and healthy carbs, you know, brown rice and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I gassed out really quickly in the fight. Oh. And I think it was because my, my body was starving for, you know, more energy. And I got, maybe I didn't know how to get back on carbs properly and I wasn't doing it quite did right. Did you have it long enough though? Like, yeah, I think we did it a month before. I don't know. But the point is that I don't do great on I have been on keto before the fight and since, ever since after the fight, at least keto. And I do extremely well. Again, my wife didn't do well on keto. It was not a good diet for her. And... So I think, yes, carb, a low-carb, healthy-carb diet is a good one for a lot of people. And some people say they feel the best on that. But that's not for everybody. And I think it's important to try these different lifestyle diets and find the one that fits you. So my, my, like I said, my wife's moved to carnivore, mostly carnivore. It's a, it's a modified carnivore. She has fruit in the morning, I think a small amount of fruit. And that works for her. And then she has her carnivore the rest of the, the day. And carnivore is, uh, well, like it sounds, it's meat. It's meat only. You know, if it flies or swims or walks, you can eat it. Unless plants walk, then you can't eat it. But, <laughs> you know, if it flies, swims, or, 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 or walks, it, you can eat it. And, and that's uh, probably a challenging one in many ways. Simple in some ways because it's just meat. It's challenging in other ways because going to a restaurant, 
it's quite the discussion with the, the server, you know, I trying know to explain to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like a steak. Okay, great. What, what sides would you like? I said, no sides. How about uh, vegetables? I said, unless your vegetables are made out of meat, I don't, I'm just eating meat. Okay, do you want fries with that? Nope. How about a salad? No, unless your salad's made out of meat, I don't want meat. Didn't you order bacon on the so side? So I said, why don't you give me a bacon side? They said, <laughs> yeah. okay. So now I get my, I, I go to Moxie's, you know, with the staff and stuff. And the, the waitress recognizes, the server recognizes me. She goes, steak and bacon? I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, it's challenging in that sense. And, you know, if I eat a bunch of meat for dinner and I want a snack later in the evening, well, I got to eat meat, you know? And so it's like, ugh, more meat. So I really struggle with that. So I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of aware of the thing that you coined a uh, keto Ketovar. Ketovar. I, yeah. I stole that from someone. Oh, did you? Okay. Full disclosure. Ketovar, where I, uh, sometimes I'll be into keto, but I'm always at least keto. Like that's sort of my baseline right. is keto. And again, and, you hit it. It's an, indiv it's an individual thing. Yeah. And so keto is, correct me if I'm wrong, it's high fat, healthy fat, not any fat, high fat, moderate protein, low carb. Uh, the one thing since I tried the, the carnivore diet is I don't eat vegetables anymore. And which is weird. It's weird as hell because, you know, we're raised, you got to eat your salad, eat your salad. Eat your, and I love salad, but I don't eat salad anymore. And the one thing I find with the carnivore is I'm, I'm not bloated. Yeah. You know, all the bloating's gone. I was, I had a salad and I, I get bloated and tired. I'm not bloated, nor am I tired after a meal. I did it for uh, a week, perhaps, and I felt great. Yeah. I would use it intermittently, let's say a month on, two months off, but my cholesterol, I have a genetic cholesterol issue and it, it they don't go hand in hand. Even you sure? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just did, you know, my blood tests. Yeah. So I've been on carnivore, keto, mostly keto, keto mostly, mostly carnivore, car, uh, carnivore, mostly carnivore, but on uh, one day every week I go keto. Like I'll just have a bunch of keto snacks on a Sunday. Sunday's my day. Yeah. And, um, I got tested. My, my levels did go up, but admittedly, I was also doing RAD 140. And RAD 140 is a SARM for building muscle. And I was doing RAD 140. And RAD 140 is known for? It'll crush your cholesterol. Yeah, yeah. your good cholesterol and increase your LDL. Yes. So I've since quit three weeks ago. So I'm going back for blood tests in about another week to test my lipids and just to see if, you know, my cholesterol comes back. It, it was still always... The last time I checked it uh, was just above normal, but it was nothing like a point above or something like that, like a half a point. Or oh, like. after all that key, uh, carnivore? No, oh. uh, no. I mean, uh, before the right. carnivore. Sure. But I don't think it's about the carnivore. I'm, I will see. I, you know, I got to go Be through. Be open about that. You, you never, yeah. So I was taking the RAD 140, plus I had stopped taking my niacin regularly. My oh, niacin okay. was the one thing that brought my cholesterol down to a normal level. And I won't get into why the doctor didn't think that would work because he's an idiot. But uh, and you know what I think about doctors. Uh, most doctors, um, and I'd stopped taking the amount of niacin. So I was taking 2,000 milligrams a day. I went down to 1,000 a day. So I'm now back up to 2,000 milligrams of niacin a day, and that's no, the flush, no not the no flush. Yeah. The no flush doesn't work. So niacin is known to reduce cholesterol. I'm off the RAD 140, so by the time I get my blood test, it'll be a month, which is plenty of time. And um, still on the carnivore, ketovore, or whatever, and so I want to see if my levels come back to where they were I, prior to carnivore. I'm freaking so curious about that. I this is a good experience. And I'm glad that you're being systematic about it this yeah. time. You know? Yeah, because you know I'm not systematic. No, I'm like, he's a shotgun. Yeah, I'm yeah. like 
jump off the cliff and see what happens. Yeah, everyone brings a knife to a fight and you bring a, a, a friggin' shotgun. Um, a machine gun. Machine gun, yes. Yeah. The shotgun's just in the back. Like, that's right, yeah, that's a backup. Yeah. So, yeah, this would be interesting. And I think we, um, when you get that, I think um, we should report back to our viewers. Yeah, so my, I can, uh, I don't know my levels right now off the top of my head, but we, I will do a comparison. If they're still high, with going back to my routine, with getting off the Rad 140, uh, and I'm on carnivore, then well, it's a, it's a statement to me. Okay, I got to get off carnivore. I'll go back to keto because they were good on keto. While I was on keto, that's when my levels went down to almost absolutely normal. You know, so oh, okay, yeah. So that's good. That, that's interesting. But you could still probably do um, carnivore as a fad diet, or you know, one month on and three months off sort of thing, because the benefits are amazing on the benefits are amazing for yeah. the gut. Yeah, the benefits are amazing leaning out if yeah. you want to lean out. Uh, for me, so many issues. So I've, I've heard it uh, so, uh, reduces anxiety, like amazing stuff. Well, that you know, we talked about the fact Jordan Peterson and his daughter, Mikhail, I think are both on carnivore and they both had a lot of ailments and they it resolved their ailments. My wife, who's got uh, GI tract issues and gut issues and always has her whole life, went on carnivore and it's pretty much resolved. The whole amazing. Thing. Yeah. You know, so well, there's something to it. There's no doubt about it. Now, the one thing I find when you start carnivore it has the opposite effect what you might think it has when it comes to stool. Do you want to say what that is? <laughs> you have to be near a washroom. You have to near, be near a bathroom. Yeah. I mean, stuff is just flowing through you yeah. like uh, you just drank a cup of Drano, you know? It just comes out of you. And it's weird because it's the opposite what you think. Oh, I'm just going to eat meat. I'm going to get... Plugged up? Yeah, backlogged, you know? it's not. There's no backlog. You wish there was a backlog. I was working out with my you son. Wish there and, was a backlog. Yeah, that's right, a backlog. That's right, a log that was back. Uh, I was working out with my son, and I'm like, "Let's do." He says, "Let's do another set." I'm like, "Oh, I if I do it, I know I'm gonna. I got to go to the bathroom for a search. Just sharded. It's gonna come out. <laughs> you know, and I've I've woke up in the middle of the night on on carnivore and like, oh, I gotta go. You know. And what's my explanation? That happens to be without carnivore. Nice. Eight? You just have. Uh, yeah, you're you're so. My O ring needs to be tightened. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Too, too, uh, too much information? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I do still, now, now that I've been on carn carnivore or ketovore for a number of months, probably eight, nine, ten months. Well, uh, it was for uh, Easter. Easter. It started with Easter, with right? Your, you did it as Lent. I right? did the opposite of uh, most people for Easter. I gave up <laughs> yeah. vegetables and I ate meat as opposed to <laughs> yeah. giving up meat. And eating, I love and, it. Yeah. And um, uh, so now I find I'll, I'll take um, fiber like every few days to clean me out, you know? So, um, and my fiber, I take inulin, you know, yeah. inulin, yeah. which is a healthy fiber. It's, it's uh, from uh, artichokes and other yeah, things. Chicory root. Chicory yeah. root. It's sweet, actually. It's a sweetener. Yeah, you really, can use it as a sweetener and it's healthy for you, but it's and, a really it's a powerful. It's prebiotic, so it helps your gut flora. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a healthy, it's not like taking some fiber just to clean out. It's like a healthy fiber. Yeah. I'll just throw it in one of my drinks and drink it through the day and then that cleans me out. So I like to do that just to make sure that there's nothing, no residual. Um, and like I said, carnivore works for my wife, a modified carnivore, uh, carnivore and keto work for me. What about you? Like, I know you've sort of dabbled in the carnivore. I've dabbled in the keto. keto. And the problem is my cholesterol. Yes. And, and, uh, otherwise, so what if I can prove that carnivore doesn't affect cholesterol negatively? What it did for me. There was no other, there you was didn't no make any other changes. No. Oh. Whatever I was taking supplement compound wise was, was all the same. And that's why I could. And I've been there before. I went down that route, and the same friggin' result. I wish it didn't. I feel great on carnivore, uh, on keto, and I feel good on. I feel great on carnivore as well. 
I wish I didn't. Now let's, let's, so for me, it's low carb. And, and I think for a lot of um, gurus and experts in, the, in, the, in this space, in the wellness, health, and uh, diet area, um, almost all of them push a low carb diet of some kind. Yes. Controlling carbs. <clears throat> Which is the opposite of uh, the Canada Health Guide. Yeah. Which has all the carbs at the that, like that's the most you should take, and then all the healthy stuff is at the They're bottom. Called the Canada Toxic Guide. Yeah, that's right. It should be called that. Um, it's uh, very industry driven. Yeah, absolutely, and they, they've proved it. Yeah, they've proved it. I mean, um, big players with big, you know, big dollars behind them. Yeah. are influencing these things. How much will it cost to get my product at the top? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and who suffers, right? Yeah. Uh, us little peons at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, I don't now, know if we're right at the bottom. Uh, we're not. We're in the middle. So we're in the middle. So <laughs> yeah. um, I wonder though. I, I say that I say low carb is the thing for me. I know that it works great. <clears throat> um, are there are there there are people? There's something called the vertical diet, and it's a lifestyle diet uh, that is probably sixty percent carbohydrates. And I've seen some amazing results as far as body composition and energy and that kind of thing. So it's, it's and again, it's I think it's very individualistic. It, it really is. You know, it's like it wouldn't work for it, me. I can't do it. It wouldn't work for me at all. It would be the worst thing for me. But I know for some people, higher carbs just gets them fired up. It's great. They feel amazing because everybody's body is different. We are so designed so differently. You know. And I, I don't like when people preach a one size fits yeah, all. Like, yeah. do this. That's this a is the sign, thing. Yeah. I think what they're talking from is their own experience and they believe, oh, that's got to apply to everybody. Because it works so great for yeah. me. It doesn't apply to everybody. What applies to me doesn't apply. So apparently, well, I don't know. Maybe carnivore doesn't affect my cholesterol. Maybe it does. Maybe I got to get off of it myself. We're going to find out. Yeah. We're going to find yeah. out. Let's say it does. It didn't. Okay, well, so it's good for me and then it's not good for you. Exactly. And, you know, so on and so forth. So those are our lifestyle diets. And I think that, you know, people can kind of do it on their own if they want. Uh, just by cutting out one thing and sticking to that for a while, making that sort of a habit. I, I no longer eat sugar. I look at the labels. I try and find stuff without sugar. And do that for six months, you know. Do it for a year. I mean, if that's the only thing you ever did in your life, you're, you're miles ahead, right? So for the average person, those things are challenging because they have an emotional, it takes work, like you said, and they have an emotional attachment to foods. And... Um, but we, you know, we living in a country where there's um, social health is a great thing, except that the system gets taxed by unhealthy people, right? Yeah. Well, if so our right. government put efforts into teaching people, truly teaching people about healthy eating, rather than just throwing money at a healthcare system, you know, preventative rather than fixing the things that are broken because we don't we don't educate people. Um. That's what it comes to. Knowledge is power. I, I, I had a meeting today and that came up so many times. Knowledge is power. Yeah. And I come back that, and I don't know, society as a whole just doesn't care enough, I find. For whatever the reason is, life, well, we've, life uh, is fast. Like, I mean, and we've, we've kind of made everything okay. I think we, didn't we classify obesity as an illness now? I think I, that, it should be. It should be a, a, an epidemic or a pandemic. No, no, not an epidemic. I mean an illness. So it's classified as you should get medication for it. You know, it's, so it's, are you saying that's good or bad? Bad. I mean, obesity for most for most people is a lifestyle choice. It's not 
It's not a, a medical problem. Right. It's oh, a I lifestyle see. problem. Okay, I, I see where you're going with this. Right. You know, I thought it, when you call it a medical problem that it's it's taken seriously. It's problematically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's not a disease. Right. You know, for some people it is. For some people, and they, but there is it ways be, to get around that through medication or whatever. But for the most, for the average person, obesity, even being over, extremely overweight, I don't know what the difference, the, where the cutoff is, is mostly lifestyle choice, whether it be lack of exercise. And I believe diet comes before exercise because, you know, the old saying, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. I mean, elite... You can't outrun a donut. You can't outrun a donut. But elite athletes can because they train so much and so hard that no matter what they eat, they'll, they'll always be lean, but not necessarily healthy. But for the average person... You start with diet and, and then follow with exercise. If you exercise and you eat like garbage, you're still going to have a bad body composition. You're still going to feel unhealthy. Absolutely. You're still going to be sickly. Amen. You, you nailed it. Diet what was the one? First. What was the number one exposure to COVID? Uh, uh, was it oh, obesity? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd like to. I want to say something, but I probably shouldn't. Go ahead, say it. Something called metabolic flexibility. Yes. Which is really important. Um, how can I say this? It's worth putting the effort to dial in your nutrition, not just your nutrition, the other pillars, sleep, hydration, exercise, stress management. Once you got all that in, um, and I feel I'm, dial I'm dialed in, because I, I, I was having pizza every few nights in a week, and I lose weight the next day. Yeah. So... <clears throat> I reason I say that is just it's worth putting that effort in because yes. then you have that flexibility. You 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 create that um, you know the analogy of your metabolism as a furnace. Yeah. And the more you put into it, to a point, um, you speed that. You speed By the that way, you can improve that even more. You know which peptide improves a metabolic flexibility? Matsi. 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 Back to peptides. Back to peptides. Well. <laughs> Again, that should be a pillar. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> well, we know that peptides are not going to solve your problems if you don't do everything exactly. else. Exactly. You know? If you don't set up the pillars properly, no. yeah. might, don't waste your money on peptides. But I do take MOTC, and it's a nice addition to my day-to-day -day routine. Because you're dialed in. Because I'm dialed in. So let's, let's go to the next topic. Let's talk, what do you want to talk about? Exercise, sleep, stress. Sleep uh, is a good one. Yeah, sleep it's, is a good it's one. It's probably the most difficult to manage. Yeah. And it's one that I think people don't um, appreciate as much until you friggin' can't sleep. <laughs> My wife appreciates sleep. She loves sleep. No, but I mean, um, I think a lot of people are happy with the sleep that they get, even if it's not ideal. You know, to go to bed, let's talk about sleep and, and, and how to get proper sleep. To go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time, roughly. Yes. There's a half an hour allowance. You know, and, you're and there used to be a belief that it needed to be eight hours. And then they sort of said, well, somewhere between seven and nine. And I... I, you know, I think you can get six hours. Everybody's different, right? I, if I get six really good sleep hours, yeah. that is plenty for me. Uh -huh. Plus, I, you know, I'm a professional napper, so I can, I can nap. I can nap, if I could physically, I would nap standing up, but I can't. <laughs> but I could, I could sit here and say, okay, you know, in the middle of the podcast, say, yeah, I'm going to have a nap. Take over, yeah. And I'll just put my head back and I'll sleep uh, for 15 That's minutes. a gift from God, brother. Oh, that's a gift, man. Um, um, but going back to the sleep, you know, so six hours could be enough for you. Well, I, I did a workshop. Um, it was cognitive behavior therapy for insomnia. And in that, it, it was a program that was from a Harvard professor. And there's a great doctor here who he's amazing, um, who, who, who runs that program. And it's been shown clinically that five and a half hours of sleep 
um, you'll have enough cognitive, um, um, you'll be able to perform cognitively. Yes. At five and a half hours. But again, I think it's, again, it's not a one size fits all. No, it isn't. But I know, think everybody general... needs a different amount. And it's not even the number of hours. That's important. And the right it's number of hours. Sleep. It's the quality of sleep. The depth of sleep, right? It's getting into that, what do they call it? REM sleep? Or? REM sleep. And there's different delta. REM sleep. Whatever. Yeah. There's so many phases to sleep. Just getting into a good deep. Yeah. You go deep and then you come out, right? And you have to come out though. Those lighter phases are necessary. Yeah. Um, uh, Sorry, I was just thinking that like my sex life, but <laughs> you have to come out. go deep and come out. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you just revealed something about yourself. That's right. Um, yeah. It had, to, it had to be said. So. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, so deep sleep. So, and uh, we both now have these cooling pads. Yeah. And so you have a routine for sleep. Yeah. I have a routine. I like to get to bed by 10 at the latest. You know, if I can get to bed by 9.30. And I'm, because I'm usually up at around five. Yeah. So 10 to five, that's seven hours. That's a good, a lot of sleep for me, you know. Um. But we were, I think we both, you know, we're, we're, we're both entrepreneurs, we're both businessmen, we both, you know, have stresses. And so sleep can be a little more difficult when you're, you know, thinking about other things, right? And so we both sort of been on a journey separately to try and find a better, deeper sleep, right? And so there are peptides we take, back to peptides, but there are <laughs> peptides we take that, that can help encourage deeper sleep. And there's this cooling pad. And I love the cooling pad. I'm not going to say which brand because I don't you know, unless they want to pay me, I'm not going to promote it. <sighs> but um, that's changed so many things for me. When, when it's, well, the one, I, one of the ones I had broke, and they was, I had to send it in for repairs, and it took a month. And for that month, I didn't sleep well because my bed was so warm. And I don't know about you, but I run hot. At nighttime, I'm very warm, right? And so the beauty of this is it's a, basically a mini cooling unit that cools water, and then it runs through little, little mini tubes. You don't feel them when you sleep. It sits underneath your sheets and you don't really feel it there. They have a new one, by the way. I'll tell you about it. I might want to buy it. It's, it's no longer the tubes. It's more of um, it's more of channels in this sort of... Uh, thing. Does it get cooler, you think? It get, it? They say it gets like five times cooler. Oh, yeah. I need that. So I'm going to look, we can look at that one, but maybe I'll be the, the guinea pig. Can I nap with you and try yeah. it out together? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can use my bed if you want. <laughs> I might have to wash the sheets after. Yeah, you will. Yeah. So... Uh, I find with that cooling pad, it brings the temperature. It's nice and cool under the sheets. And actually, the key to it is not having the sheets off of you in that. Because normally, I, without a cooling pad, I would have to have the sheets off of me. Like, I have to be just exposed to the air because I run too hot. With this, you want the sheets on top of you because it keeps the cool inside. And it's nice and it's cool. Like, sometimes I'll wake up and it's, because, you know, I like the outside temperature yeah. cold too. So I have my house go down to about 19 at night, 18 and a half, 19. And so sometimes it's really cold outside. Like it was cold last night, and it's cold in the sheets. I'm like, oh, it's pretty cold. But so, so you bring up the point: um, temperature. There are certain um, aspects that affect most people. I would say temperature is one. Um, uh, the time, the timing, probably is more than people know. Uh, the positive effect. Uh, There's one that I do, uh, which is um, about business. So I used to do business, I would do it up until nine o'clock, whatever, before going to bed. Right. Problem is I would fall asleep. I have never a problem falling asleep, but I would wake, if I woke up at two, like I'd, my eyes open, boom, things are going through my head. And so I have a cutoff at seven. Seven is my cutoff for business. I won't, people call me like my, one of my guys used to call me at 7.30. I, I'd tell him, Chris, it's seven o'clock. 
call me at seven thirty. I wouldn't pick up. I would just wouldn't pick up. And I've sort of set that rule seven, and it seems to be worked for me. So a wind down. Routine. By the time you know two or three hours later, I go to bed. You know, I'm not thinking about business again. You know. I think that's another important aspect: temperature, time, uh, wind down. Yeah. So I what I like to do is um, uh, either stretch or foam rolling just to get rid of any tension in the muscle. I got, I got a, a massage gun now. Mm. Much, but anyways. It, so one of those ones like with a thing and it just like yeah, vibrates, yeah. Yeah, yeah? It's all right. Yeah. But um, that's part of my wind down um, because, it, again, it, it serves two purposes. Right? It get, gets you ready for bed because you're getting rid of the tension and it's good for your next training session. Then. Yeah, and then I, on top of that, I take, uh, I take um, the uh, CJC epimorelin which is the growth hormone peptide. It promotes growth hormone and growth hormone helps you sleep. And by the way, I, you know, I was taking the test. I still taking the test of Morellin and I was taking the two milligrams at night and you said, Oh, you should, do you have it? No, I get to. Okay. I'm running out. Uh, the, um, you said, Oh, you know, you take one in the morning and one night, but I had to stop because, because it promotes growth hormone. I was sleepy. It was making me really tired during the day. Really? Yeah, it was terrible, man. I was like, I was at work and I'm like, yeah, except you got a good brand. Except I got to put my head on the, uh, (laughs) on the the desk, you know, good thing you didn't take it now. That's right. Yeah. For real, you found that it made you sleepy. Oh my gosh. It was terrible. So how's your sleep at night with it then? Great. You find Tessa better, Tessa Morellin better than CJC? Well, I do them both. Yeah. So, uh, Tessa's short term, you know, it's like, I'll do it for a month. Uh, but, um, you know, and that's just about belly fat, but, uh, the Ipamorel and CJC mix, um, I get mine from Ariel. I don't know if you use it. Yeah. I mean, so far Ariel has been awesome as far as the quality goes. Uh, the, um, it's, it also, because it promotes and it doesn't promote, it's not like taking growth hormone, you know, you can inject growth hormone, which again is, is not good for you. There's a lot of bad side effects from taking growth hormone. This doesn't do that. It's a signaling pathway to produces growth hormone a pituitary pituitary gland to produce growth hormone but it does it in a very natural way because growth hormone is typically pulsed right it doesn't come in like one big chunk and then goes away it's pulsed and it it starts heavier in the night and it it fades in the morning i think is that right and that i'm not sure about the pulsing but but it does pulse yes so all it does is it pulses more so of your own natural of your own natural secreting your own yeah and so I get great sleep with that. Oh, that's yeah. great. So are you mixing, uh, I know, a little 10. When we talk peptides, I got to do a little. Are you mixing ipamorelin with uh, tessamorelin? Uh, What's your combination? No, ipamorelin CGC in one vial. Yeah. And then, so I take uh, I take uh, two, I can't remember. I take one, I don't, 10 units of that. And then I don't remember how much milligrams it is or micrograms. And then I take, uh, now I'm back to two milligrams of the, Tessamorelin. Are you at taking tessamorelin at night? Yeah. Okay. With the epimorelin yeah. and the uh, CJC. Yeah. Again, I'm only going to do it for a month. You know, it's got a goal in mind. Just a leaning, a little more leaning up. You know, from my childhood and been, <laughs> still thinking that I'm fat or whatever. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, that so that's another thing I add to get a better sleep. sleep. Yeah. And so for the most part, unless I'm, you know, and sleep is so hard to manage because if you're stressed, so you know, I got some personal issues going on right now and they tend to affect my sleep so you know i've been waking up at 2 3 in the morning and i once i'm up i'm thinking about this stuff it's not that i couldn't sleep more but i just lie in, i'll lie in bed for half an hour to an hour thinking about this stuff and if i can stop and pray it out which sometimes i'm able to i'll fall back asleep 
But then sometimes I'm like, so this morning I was up at 3.30. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't sleep. And so I just start my day at 3.30. It's not the end of the world, but I definitely need a nap in there. So, you know, all these things that we do to get better sleep aren't going to combat, all, you know, stressful thoughts. No, they're not. So that brings us to another a component to good sleep is managing stress. Yes. They're kind of one and the same. But it's, sometimes managing stress is difficult. I mean, the stress that I'm facing in my personal life I have no control over. It's tough. The control I have is is prayer, right? Going to God and asking Him, just having a conversation with Him. Because when I do, I lose focus on this, the right. the problem, and I focus on the solution, right? And yeah. uh, but I don't always do that. But yes, managing stress is important, but not always doable. Right? There's a lot of external factors that, you know, it's not it's not eliminating the external factors. It's somehow managing how my brain. Works it, around it those. It does, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, studies show that the, but if you're able to do some of these, um, uh, let's call it meditative, or in, in, in the sleep uh, clinics, they call them, um, oh, what's the term? Uh, they don't call it meditation, but um, a, a non-sleep deep rest. So it's a, it's a form of guided meditation, lots of science behind it to show. And what that does is also, one of the things that it does is helps to slow down the rate at which Bad information gets to the, I hate this, where I always pronounce it, amygdala. It's a component of the brain that makes you react. So if you could slow that down, and these, you know, certain meditative um, techniques help to slow that message mm. down. The other method I, uh, when I was getting counseling once, uh, my therapist said, you, you know, you breathe heavy. And so she taught me how to breathe through my nose. Just slow down my breathing, you know. And... Uh, because I didn't realize, I used to take a lot of short, oh, yeah. fast oh, breaths. Yeah. And I just learned to, I try and slow my breath down. That's huge, though. I mean, uh, and breathing in through the nose, of course, it enhances uh, nitric oxide, which right? is also good for relaxation and many other things. Some people know the big thing is mouth taping. Have you heard about that at night? Yeah, I heard about that. It doesn't sound right. A buddy of mine does uh, it. The only mouth taping I should happen is in a kidnapping or something like that. You need to tape your wife's mouth is that oh, then man. You get oh the man oh man i ain't going there <laughs> i'm saying you specifically but no 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 generic i love my wife so no, i know i love do. what she has to say yeah well i think a little bit of tape for her. <laughs> so chauvinistic thing or is that like too 80s yeah well, people don't even say male chauvinist anymore no what is that misogyny misogyny is anything yeah. <laughs> yeah um so I try and manage my stress. You try and manage your stress, different techniques. We have these uh, things we add to, you know, stopping, for me, stopping work, uh, sleep, the cooling pad, the CJC, Pimorelin mix before bed, Ep Epitalin as well. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, and then just prayer too. You know? man, man. If I wake up, I am thinking about something. I try and pray it out. If I can, I get up. Yeah, I think that's the other thing. Don't stay in bed too long. Like that's that's paramount, actually. Yeah. Like, so I'll stay for half an hour, maybe an hour, trying to fall back asleep. If I know that it's a lost cause, I'll just get up. So science shows back to that program that I did. Twenty minutes, you should get out because it will affect your sleep. An hour is too long. Yeah, I'm very patient, man. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Lord, you can get me back to sleep. Yeah. Come on, I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting on you. Yeah. yeah. So those are uh, two really important. Oh, three actually. We covered stress. We really didn't get into deep into stress. Pick up on stress. Yeah. Uh, sleep, which is so important, and healthy uh, yeah, eating, eating lifestyle. Yeah. You know, diet, a healthy lifestyle diet. 
And, uh, you know, these are all, it's kind of, we've kind of just covered the surface, but uh, what is the fourth one again? Exercise? Exercise. Oh, yes. <laughs> Our favorite. Yeah, I think, I think that one, maybe we'll get back, we'll get back Jordan Rogers on. Yeah, that'd be fun. On, and we'll talk about ex specific exercise and what it does for the body. And, and Jordan's company is? Mighty Maestro Fitness. Thank you. So uh, I think that's our show for today and uh, great conversation. Well, Thanks, Eli. It's always great, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right.